this for it. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. Weekly, we are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Check out AllAccessMMA.com for our video podcast, MMA stories, and MMA news. Ed, uh, you're not wearing a gas mask. Uh, how are you hanging in out there, uh, brother? All right. Um, it's actually, today's the better of the last three days of getting... Uh, the smoke out there from uh shout out to our boy up north and james lynch throwing us all, all the smoke it's it must be all the smoke from that fire ufc card happening this weekend um up in canada <laughs> for ufc 289 but um yeah no I'm, I'm good man i mean yesterday was the worst day i was actually um we didn't record yesterday it was kind of good because it was actually hard for me to talk we had like the worst air quality in the whole like nation or whatever it's like it was like the worst numbers ever I mean, usually we get bad air quality days when it's like super, super hot, you know, with New Jersey being uh, as 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 uh, dirty as it is. <laughs> so we get all that garbage baked in the heat. It makes the air pretty bad. But like now it's like, you know, this is all it was. It was pretty apocalyptic, but like, you know, not nothing. I mean, the way we kind of reacted to it, the way you guys react to rain out on your side of the side of the country, because. Apparently, this, that's nothing to you guys with all the fires that you guys constantly encounter. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely used to the wildfires, but um, but there's definitely a lot going on up there. Some of those pictures of, of New York and, and such. Yeah, I put up I put a picture from yesterday and today, and you could see from around the same time, and you could see literally like like you know the sky was orange, and around two three o'clock, it looked like the way it normally looks around seven thirty eight o'clock. You know, this time of year around here. So it was pretty. It was pretty bad, but I mean, you know, as all bad things happen, they you know passed, and uh, you know we're moving ahead. So speaking of moving ahead, I mean, we're recording late this week, Thursday. Um, big uh, uh, UFC pay per view weekend, and we're going to be doing our preview for that momentarily. But there's other news we should get to uh, first, as of our interest peak. Um, Bellator released the the broadcast details of their Bellator Rising uh, co. Second event of the year, I guess it's second because they did the New Year's Eve, so that that's like the end of last year, beginning of this year. But um, yeah, man, um, it's July 29th when everything else is happening. So you and I, as soon as that that those details came out, um, it's going to be on Showtime only the Bellator portion, and then after that, all the like Ryzen stuff is going to happen. So if you're going to make it a late night, you'll get the Bellator stuff on Showtime first. And then you can stay up through and watch the rest of the card, but that's going to be a hard night to stay up because what do we have that night? You have a UFC pay per view plus the boxing. Um... Not just the UFC pay per view. You got Gagey and Poirier. So if yeah. anything, you're going to be lit up and ready to to watch uh, watch more fights or continue the the run. But the crazy mm-hmm. thing is that the you know the UFC main event and the, the boxing fight will probably kick off about the same time, and then mm-hmm. uh, you'll be an hour into Bellator. So at that point, you'll be. Uh, You'll be getting into some of the the real meaty fights that they've uh, got going on on that card. Yeah, because uh, Belter's at 11 p.m. my time, so that's like an hour into the pay per view. Like, if you're gonna try to watch everything, which you and I already said we are, we're gonna probably use every screen in our our home to try yeah, to watch. Yeah, everything. yeah, it'll take transformation <laughs> of the living room to uh, yeah. to pull that off. But um, 
but yeah, some great fights, man. Bellator mm-hmm. really, really doing it. I'm, I'm guessing also because these are basically all straight Bellator fights. And I keep hearing mm-hmm. Bellator versus Ryzen as opposed to just kind of a co-promotion where they each have their fights. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if the uh, the Ryzen part of the event, which will air after the showtime mm-hmm. in this Bellator card, I wonder if that'll have versus matches where we'll get the uh, some of the, you know, a, a ward versus a uh Asakara or something like that um yeah because i know archuleta and um i forget who else is who he's fighting on the card and tofik musiev are on the rising portion but they're you know they're bellator guys okay okay cool um, i haven't yeah. looked at, at that part of the card yet so. i i re- tweeted about it wrote about it but that's already a couple of weeks old and you know with all the smoke inhalation my mind's not working as good as it should <laughs> I'm going to look into that real quick because that, that obviously answers my question on that, which mm-hmm. means that it's just going to be an epic night of fighting. Yeah. 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 They're, they're definitely like, you know, I forget who was, I think it was Josh Nash. Like, like he did like some real research, like as he always does about like, you know, people always like to talk about, and you got, you know, everyone, everyone always pumps up their own numbers. But when uh, I think, I think it was like the most profitable MMA promotion in the world when he when he researched it, it it turned out to be rising fighting federation because they're literally just pay-per-view and you know they sell out arenas and so it's pay-per-view and ticket sales and and as far as making profit it's it's them and if they keep on putting putting on shows you know like we saw new year's even like we're looking at at the end of july i mean like i i i i i don't want to say it's pride 2.0 even though we always kind of hint at that but they're definitely like like on the way to doing that yeah uh, yeah there's never going to be a pride 2.0 that that they, it can never because they'll never have the best roster in the world and that's just that's yeah because yeah, sports too big now yeah sports too big now they can have the best weight class you know at a certain weight class they can have multiple weight classes that they're the best fighters in the world but to never they'll never have the roster where uh that pride had a you know particularly heavyweight uh mm-hmm. but even light heavyweight and, and then as they went down you know they had lighter weights too which um well while they weren't around and in, in pride as long uh obviously mm-hmm. developed some of the biggest names uh the sports ever seen mm-hmm. um so with that said, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the newest announced fights, Lorenz Larkin, Korsh, uh, Korshkov 2, uh, their first fight was out here in my neck of the woods at mm-hmm. Pachanga Casino, uh, ended in a split decision uh, for Larkin. Um, wasn't the most barn burner fight, but I feel like mm-hmm. it's one where you expect there to eventually be some major fireworks. So perhaps another uh, another three rounds will, will give us the... Uh, the exclamation point that we kind of thought maybe we were going to get with their first fight. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I, I if I'm not mistaken, I believe they added Danny Sabatello against uh, the double Megamed. Yeah. Which should make for, uh, which should make for, oh, this is their old, they didn't put it on their website. I have to look at the press release from yesterday. It's not on the website, which is weird. I'm just on topology. Korshkov, Larkin, Megomed, Megomedov, Sabatello, uh, oh, Vita Ortega, uh, Kano Wantanabe, Horiguchi, Shinryu, and McKeon, and uh, yeah. Patricky, Pitbull. So, I mean, loaded, 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 loaded. And that's just the their card. portion. That's just their portion. Like the, 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 the right the, now I'm seeing uh, yeah. on, on topology, I'm using Kayasakara versus Juana Trilletta. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Bantamweight Championship. Yeah, I found and, it on their website too. The, yeah, the Watanabe Vita Ortega card is is 
that's those are all great fights. Yeah, I mean that looks like that's the main Bellator card. That looks like that's pretty locked in to be the Bellator portion. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I think there'll be some bleed off over into uh into the other uh you know, the other portion of the card, we, you know, obviously Archuleta, but he kind of signed up for like a year's worth of, mm. of work in, in Ryzen. So, um, yeah, he fell in love with, with, with Japan when he went over there New Year's Eve and it looks like he didn't come home, come back, but yeah, I, it, it, I mean, I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching on TV and I fell in love with, with some of the stuff. I mean, there's do. something about the, just, just the, 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 the presentation of it that even, and I know we talked about it after the fact, but when Khabib was for that New Year's Eve event, Khabib was in house for that. And there's like images of him just with his jaw dropping, like holy. He's literally just like I never watched Pride. I didn't know they did it like this over here. You know, like he was, even he was just like I. I this is we're they're doing it wrong. They're doing it wrong <laughs> everywhere else. And I and I mean I know you and I agree with him because yeah I mean like as you kid that uh, I know you said you've got those vibes when you were in Colorado for one championship, but like. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, MMA is big enough now. You can do the fireworks and the, the WWE type entrances. Like, you can do that now, and I think people would love it. I think people would love it. Yeah, there's no confusion anymore. There's no, you know, there is obviously the the WWE mixed with UFC mm-hmm. as far as uh, Endeavor, <laughs> but there's no confusion. Fans are smart mm-hmm. enough, and if they're not smart enough, then they'll still be amused by the uh, – the, the the walk-ins yeah. and the because look the what happened well, everybody keeps talking they're still talking about uh when israel Adesanya did his little dance number when he walked in or he did his undertaker thing and, and that that was like low level compared to stuff that we've seen in pride in, in japan you know like like come i mean I, in japan I, there would have been lightning bolts coming from <laughs> the sky. yeah yeah like there would have been yeah. zombies walking along you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah exactly and, and everybody would have loved it like now Especially now, when we look at the the fan base now, though you, I mean, and the people that that are that are covering the sport and everything now, I mean, you can't say that you. It, I think it's time the sport is big enough. It's time to evolve the presentation of it too. I mean, you got to you got to do something new to keep people interested. I think anyway. But, well, everybody um, else is doing it. Essentially, mm-hmm. I mean, PFL's not, but they still have a ramp and they still have a small stage. I mean, yeah, but they have they have a unique format. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to do something yeah. different. But I as mean, far as presentation goes, <laughs> Bellator's obviously had the ramp for for mm-hmm. quite a long time now, and uh, and one like a you know one I rivaled Pride as far as the the stage uh, mm-hmm. at least at least in high, you know I never went to a Pride in Japan, but the U.S. Pride like mm-hmm. fairly similar. Um, but uh, you know, there's there are the most you know a lot. Of, there's a KSW. I mean, they just had their event in the in the in an arena, yeah, yeah. Like, and they're <laughs> they're popping off ninety thousand people at events and mm-hmm. in Poland and stuff. So, I mean, there's definitely other stuff out there that kind of feeds uh, maybe what me and you are looking for a little more than than some of the. Yeah, I think I think know. it's time to get there. For I mean, there's definitely time to get there. Yeah, exactly. But um, speaking of um. Some things evolving, some things not. Um, we should we we would be remiss without mentioning um, before we go into two eighty nine preview, though the I guess it's controversial judging from last weekend's uh, fight night with uh, Kaikara France and uh, Amir. I know a lot of folks are are uh, you know huffing and puffing about it, but this is this is like the same old same old when it comes to you know combat sports, whether it be boxing or MMA. I mean. There's always going to be something funny about judging. Um, I think the best, 
the best if you if you're gonna be a devil's advocate when we had back when we had um <clears throat> excuse me um Jesus why am I forgetting his name Wheelock uh, yeah Sean Wheelock on and he talked about you know how judges' perspective is the reason why we get those odd numbers. If you haven't listened to that podcast episode, I, I'd suggest you guys go back and listen to it um, because he gives the best, at least uh, a way for you to understand why we get the freak, freaky numbers that we get because of their perspective and how they watch. Um, that's now ever since we had him on and I see stuff like that happen, especially in a fight like that. I mean, you and I were talking about it before we started recording. It wasn't it wasn't. It was a good fight. It wasn't. It wasn't the Caceres, uh, you know, the fight before that. That and that fight was freaking awesome. Like that one. That one was something that like held your attention. <clears throat> but this five rounds, and again, not to take anything away from either fighter, but you know, it wasn't something that actually had me like you know, it wasn't Brandon Moreno, Figueiredo, any of them, as far as entertainment wise. So um, I didn't the the. The decision didn't really bother me, but you know I get where people are coming from too. But it's it, it's just like you were saying before we started recording, um, you know about yeah the the <clears throat> the reality is that we've been fight uh, fight fans have been complaining about the judges going back to the ultimate ultimate mm-hmm. when it was you know uh, Tektarov and and Huas. You know mm-hmm. I mean like we, we it's been nonstop, but mm-hmm. the reality is in. 2023 there's only one thing that can change the way judges judge and the way that um fights are judged in general and maybe even how rounds and all the, the ufc controls everything they are the only entity that has the power to put pressure on commissions to change this stuff because a smaller organization a smaller uh um commission from a smaller state can't put the pressure on nevada can't put the pressure Mm -hmm. on all these other states new york california because the ufc controls that and the ufc can shut down anything they want to shut down Mm -hmm. so uh, when it comes to mixed martial arts world and 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 they just have the money they have the money and the power to do it so really nothing's going to change in any of this judging in any of the refereeing in any of the weight cut scenarios in any of the in anything in any of the rules I mean, grounded knees should have been legalized 10 years ago. Hmm. You know, I mean, we, there's there's only one way that that could be fully pursued, and that would be the UFC. One is trying. One got into Colorado. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why we haven't heard of a second state yet. You know what I mean? Like, there is, there is some, uh, you know, maybe they can get it. Maybe they can't. But the bottom line is if the UFC wanted to have grounded knees, we'd have them after the next rules meeting. Hmm. Uh, whether it be through greasing pockets or whether it be through yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest, yeah, let's <laughs> you know be what honest. I mean. Like, like, everyone's talking about uh, Connor and the Usada stuff. Depending on where it happens and where they hold that event, it, you know, it's it's not going to matter. Like not for nothing. Like, like let's let's stop screwing. John Jones can fight with all the picograms he wants now because of because of as as long as they do it where 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 they they have the most flex. So let, let's let, let's let's not act like like it's not you know come. On. I mean they they. they Let's not act like we don't know how the game is being played now. Like, like it, it's, it, it, it's they ridiculous. control everything. Yeah, they, yeah. There's a reason why 75% of events that get announced now are apex cards. You know, it's an easy money grab. They don't have to mm. worry about sales. They don't have to, they don't, it, it's, it's easy. They put it on yeah. TV. They've basically already been. Yeah. It's, it's the USC's work from home. I know Dana White's joked around like, like, like it's his work from home because they, they, they own the venue. They, 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 they control everything. 
and the other thing about it too is is like it there, there's a recipe and um i was talking about it on twitter with with folks that know more about the business side things than 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 we do and it's literally created a uh and you i know you can speak to this because you're the one that sees it more than i do it's created this demand for tickets when they do leave nevada that it's almost guaranteed now that they're gonna sell out no matter where they go because because they, they because they don't go to the places they used to go to the way that they were did before covid now because of all these apex cards when they do it, it's a big deal when they when they they fucking came to Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, but and, New, and, New, and, New York's and, still and, a hotbed for MMA. Like they went to Brazil and the arena was like yeah, no, no, but not, huge, no, no, almost no. empty. You know, Newark, Newark is not a hotbed for anything. But, but getting you, murdered. You're right. You're right. It's New York, but the state but that's of New, the thing. New Jersey, that's, but it's been involved. They have a long history with MMA. Yeah, no, no, yeah, New Jersey does, but it's, like they people were kind of like into that more into that card than ever before. And I'm speaking as someone that that's seen and you know that's that's been to the Prudential Center for fight cards. I mean, that that type of I mean, when you saw all these you know media characters that travel, they weren't coming to Newark before COVID. Now now they come to Newark. Now the, now you have the media traveling circus that travels with the circus. You know what but I mean? But that was and, a pay per view too. Yeah, like, yeah. They're getting yeah. rolling with the pay per views again. It's the fight nights that are that are hurting. It's yeah. the fight nights that used to be in in New Mexico or yeah. or you know what I mean, like San Jose or wherever. You know, like mm-hmm. there's there's cities that are they're not they're not rewarding the smaller cities. They're going to the bigger venues and and they seem to like Salt Lake City now. They seem to like obviously they have Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. you're gonna get your one or two in New York a year. Um, it. it it's what they can do. It's just not the apex product is not what I'm looking for. I mean, we're talking about fireworks and lasers. My, and I wonder is like, that's the total opposite. Like I, I'm surprised no one's asked this too, but you know, with the, with the folks that are getting credential these days, I'm not surprised, but um, you know, this is, this is a fair question that, that I think that Dana White would like, like they do, they do so many apex cards. I'm wondering I mean, I, I, and I know they're expanding it to try to add, be able to seat more people. Um, but I'm wondering, like, with all the PIs, they talk about a lot of building a lot of PIs. I'm wondering if they would consider building another Apex, like maybe on the East Coast. And obviously, I'm, I'm saying East Coast because that's where I am. But like, would they? Would it be worth worth their while to to build another Apex on the East Coast? Where they can hold events and control everything. I guess it depends on the commission that of the state that they put it in. Yeah, no, I, mean, I imagine that. it's probably yeah. something that you probably just they're probably gonna be apexes all over the mm-hmm. my, my thing is it's not like their home base is in, you know, mm-hmm. uh Dotham, Alabama. You <laughs> know what I mean? Their home base is in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. They literally could set up that octagon like a third of a mile down the street, and there would be an arena where they could put in fucking four thousand people. Like that's that's the thing. Like, they, sure, you can have as many fights out of Vegas as you want, but why 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 do we have little, like aluminum bleachers that hold, you know, a couple hundred people? Like, yeah. what what are we like? And and it just man, it it doesn't make the UFC feel like a big fight. And I don't, I can't imagine being a fighter who signed off King of the Cage or signed off some regional show, signed off of, uh, you know, the the. Uh, our buddies fights in Pittsburgh or, mm-hmm. or ring of fire and then showed up to a UFC crowd. And it was one tenth, two, four, seven, two, four, two, seven, four, seven, seven fight fight yeah, championships. Yeah. Um, 
you know, like th- those events have, you know, I don't, I, I don't know how many people you get, but I imagine you get a couple thousand people there, and then you show up to your UFC debut, and there's eighty-seven people in the crowd. Like, wh- how is that? Uh, it, it seems weird. It seems mm. it's like graduating Duke basketball, and, and yeah, going, no, and going I, to the NBA, and <laughs> then start playing in front of three people. And, and, and I know, I know, it's definitely been an issue because that's one thing that did happen last weekend that that uh, Tim Elliott like couldn't get. Uh, seat tickets for his family to come watch him fight because it was in the apex. And uh, when 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 the brave soul that did ask of Dana White about that in, in the post uh, event press conference, he gave him kind of like a non answer where he was he was just like, oh no, it's only the main event guys that get the tickets for their families and stuff. So he didn't really answer why Tim Elliott got you know like you're gonna do anything for him about that, but you know it is what it is. Um, but um. We have a, we do have pay per view coming. With this that weekend. said, there's a couple good fights this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, a couple good fights on a mediocre. Let me bring it pay per view overall. Uh, C minus card, but uh, two nice two nice headliners. You know, so I think that's kind of where we're at. Other than these mega events, uh, other than maybe it is them in Canada, so that's a big deal. Again, going back to what we're talking about, creating demand for people to go try to go see them. Um, I already saw people posting pictures of, oh, I just landed in wherever can- they're at in Canada. I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to a, state, a country for the first time in a long time, one that had a rich history of supporting the UFC like crazy. So you would think that you think they'd show up with uh, <laughs> with, with a powerhouse card. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm always negative. I, I understand that when <laughs> it comes to what's been going on recently. But yeah, it's, um, it's hard to be positive for us fucking old heads. But I mean, we, but we, with we, that, <laughs> like I said, we have two good fights. I'm going to watch. They're going to, you know, um, Amanda Nunes, Irene Aldana and uh, Benil Dariush and Charles Oliveira um, really, really carrying the weight of this card. Um, Danny Gay, Nate Landwehr will be a barn burner. That fight's yeah. a great fight. Um, That's like the one. Uh, I, I, there seems to be a lot of um, Mike Malone, Adam. Adam. Uh, I don't want to mispronounce his name because it sounds. It looks. It looks like I'll say it like fuck it, but Fugit. <laughs> Fugit, yeah. But um, Fugit. Well, hopefully, I'm saying that right. But either way, like this, this fight seems to be getting a, a lot of attention because of Mike Malone Malo, Malo being undefeated. Um, and he's he's a heavy favorite at minus two hundred five, so that's going to be one that I honestly, uh, uh, before we started recording, Matt and I were talking about this card. There's, I that's this is a fight I can't pick because I don't really know enough about these two fighters. But uh, let, let's work our way up to the main event um, with uh, Mark Andre Barrialt versus Eric Yaboy Anders. Um, I think Barrialt's going to win the fight. I think Anders was is kind of teetering perhaps mm-hmm. on Bellator. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just think Barry Altwin's probably by decision. Anderson's a, Anderson's a tough uh, dude. Obviously he carries a big punch, slight underdog uh, on the money line. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, so I'll, I'll go with uh, Barry Alt by, uh, by decision myself. Mm. It looks like I'm just, uh, as we're uh, clicking through the USC.com, uh, information on this card it looks like the the numbers lean to them either man having the the greatest uh, chance of winning by some form of knockout or tko um 
by that, I, I have to agree with you on that first fight. That opens a card. Um, then the next one we have Danny Gay versus Nate Landwehr, which is uh, again that's if you if you're looking for if you're trying to pick who's going to win bonuses for fight of the night, this is one of them. I'd love to see Landwehr win this fight. He's wild man. Um, Ige is a bigger name, uh, mm. somebody that the fans recognize. That's why perhaps um, the the betting odds are a little bit heavily favored towards him. You know, mm-hmm. He's about two and a half to, to one favorite. Um, I do think he's a little bit more refined, so he probably figures out a way to kind of counterpunch his way to to and and, and damage up Landwehr. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, uh, like I said, I'd like to see Landwehr just go in there and. Uh, the maniac he is and and we probably will see that anyway but i just think that he he might open himself up to getting hit too hard i mean half of the half the battles when you when you go in like a maniac the reason everybody remembers is because the other dude was hitting you a lot of times too Mm -hmm. so um i think danny gay wins by like perhaps late finish uh or or decision Uh, But I I think that, uh, uh, yeah, I think he's just too crisp, a little bit more refined. Yeah, they have him at minus 260 versus, uh, oh, jumped ahead there. Minus 260 versus uh, Landwehr at plus 220. So I I definitely agree with you on that one. I I could see him, I see him edging it out. Um, And then this fight, again, uh, got a lot of of pop just now in the press conference. Um, Yeah. Um, he's like undefeated in his last five or whatever it was. I forget what his record was that everyone keeps on pumping this guy up. I, I, I obviously he's the draw because of where they're at. It's gets you know Canada and first time there in a long time. Um, so I'm assuming that's why folks are, are leaning towards him. But looking at these stats on the UFC's website, it looks like it looks like uh, Adam is is is. I'm gonna say Adam shuts him down, not for nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't. Uh, again, not overly educated on these guys. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with uh, Malut to win by by a submission. He's won by mm. submission in three of his last five fights. Um, if you go back to the stats, there mm-hmm. it looks like both of them are fans of submission. Fifty six percent of uh, mm. Malut's career, as opposed to forty three. So I, I think there's a good chance, based off those numbers, that the fight ends up on the ground, mm-hmm. and perhaps, uh, and perhaps at that point, then. Uh, I'll go with Malat to win by decision, or I'm sorry, uh, submission. Um, maybe halfway through the fight, mm-hmm. and then, or if not, obviously, uh, control the position and, and be able to grind out a decision. <coughs> then we have our co-main event: uh, Charles Oliveira versus Benil Dariush. Um, uh, who do we got? Obviously, well, they have a. Uh, they have Oliveira. You know what? I don't. I don't disagree with these odds with Oliveira being the underdog against uh, Darius because um, I've been. I've have had my criticism of Oliveira as good as he's performed in, in some fights. Uh, the fights that I thought he was going to lose, he won, especially when he fought Justin Gaethje. But he damn near lost that fight because of how he won, <laughs> um, and the, and the way he fights, like it, he tries to fight like Justin Gaethje, and I, he doesn't have the. He doesn't have the the body or the you know he doesn't have justin gaethje parts to fight like justin gaethje where he does this thing and allows people to get aggressive and knock him down so he can engage him in his grappling that's not a that's not a i know it's been working for him most of the time but that's not something you really want to do against anybody especially someone like it, didn't work, it didn't work for the very first half of his career it's yeah worked outstanding sense and obviously he's gonna end up in the record books as one mm-hmm. of the one of the best uh 
fighters in UFC history. But if I can finish what I'm saying, Benil Darius, I'm picking Benil Darius for that reason, um, just to win this fight. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that that's what I was kind of thinking you were going to go with. And I, I'm kind of leaning the same way. Um, while Darius maybe isn't a uh, maybe an ace at anything specific, I don't know if those odds are accurate. I, it, that would shock me, honestly, if he was well, those are Those are the DraftKings that, that they always post. Okay, on, yeah. okay. So, I mean, you know, I, I would have thought those would have been reversed. I would have thought Oliveira would have been the slight favorite just based on. Could be on, wrong, too. <laughs> you know, um, that's what I mean. Like that, that, yeah. that shocked me when you saw that. I, I thought it was reversed of that. Um, Dariush is just a solid fighter. Who's on a hell of a run. And um, I, I, the only question is whether he packs a big enough punch to really mm-hmm. damage Oliveira, which certain guys have over the time of his career, you know, where you're able to hurt him and he kind of folds up and, and, and now, now he's again, we've seen later in his career that change, but there's always, it's not like the other fights disappear from mind and memory and, and what, you know, so you, you, we'll see what happens, but I think Darius is just on a run. Um, mm-hmm. And I think every, I see everybody I see is picking Oliveira. So I'm going to stick mm-hmm. with you on that and go with Darius to, uh, to, to I want to say shock the world, but it's not really, but yeah. even though he's a favorite, according to this, I think it would be shocking to a lot of people. Um, if, if Darius wins this fight and with a win here, I mean, you, you couldn't deny him a, uh, you couldn't deny him a title fight any more longer. You bring up a really interesting point, though. Like, you know, these these odds that we're mentioning as we record are off of UFC.com, and they come from DraftKings, so that's their official betting partner or whatever. I'm wondering if that skews anyway because of the, the whole fan base and the way things are now with the UFC, because I actually do better when I play on FanDuel, and I know you, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I always post my wins up on, you know, on night of the fight. They have, they have better odds and better ways to win there. Um, so I'm wondering, um, you know what? I should check odds checker before I move on to the main event because odds checker, uh, us, um, they usually bring up the, uh, all the odds. So I want to see if, and it's possible the <laughs> website just sucks. <laughs> Cause, <laughs> Cause if, if, we... you, if, if you've been following, <laughs> that's been a running gag on this on the, for us for quite some time. So uh, let, let's just check really quick. Because... It just shows up. It just shows up good on, uh, on the video here. Hmm? It just shows up good on the video here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, they're not showing all of them. Hold on. They're not. They're literally. Uh, yeah, it's not showing the whole event. Sort by, hold on, sort by, yeah. Yeah, they're not showing, they're just showing the, the main event on, on Odds Checker. That site used to be a lot better. Hmm. Oh, well. Well, that gets us to be a main event. Manda Nunes, mm-hmm. defensive bantamweight title against Arena Aldana, semi late replacement uh, for Pena. I for not hiring me. Cycles shit. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm not sure how exactly you see this one. In my mind, I've been thinking Nunes will probably try to, uh, (laughs) uh, will will probably kind of try to layer Durand to me, Aldana, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) you know, um, (laughs) basically, yeah, yeah, uh, and and take some shots, but fight through it and be able to get takedowns and and win rounds, maybe you know, rounds she even gets hit hard. She, she pulls it out because she ends up on top for you know three and a half minutes of the Mm -hmm. round, but um. But after I, she just seems like she's not, I'm not seeing like the killer Mm -hmm. 
in her eyes that like we saw when she fought uh you know rousey and cyborg and you know kind of when she was just murder you know destroying people um so i i, I kind of am thinking aldana you know her comment something about like she could be okay losing the title to aldana but was, well you know, I, I, yeah you know like that kind of attitude like the fact that you that would even go through your mind seems odd to me. So I'm kind of thinking like she's looking past this and more into being a mom and, mm -hmm. and just kind of stepping away from the sport. And um, so I, 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 you know, so, I mean, this just after watching the face off and kind of her, her, yeah. her how comfortable she looked in the crowd and, which was just you know, before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was literally, yeah, literally minutes before uh, we, we clicked play here. And uh, mm -hmm. so I'm going with Aldana. I don't, um, I'm going with her and I'm kind of leaning towards an early finish. I'm kind of thinking like she hits her really hard and hurts her early. And Nunes maybe goes into that defensive mode and, mm -hmm. and kind of gets raked up a little bit, uh, you know, trying to get that takedown. And yeah. um, I, I mean, I've has got crisp boxing. Um, she always has going mm -hmm. back to her Invicta days. So I, I, and she's bigger, you know, like that's, that's, that's something we don't a lot see a lot with Amanda Nunes is somebody who kind of looks physically bigger and physic and you know, Donna's strong. Um, well, they have, uh, I mean, the stats on the website have Amanda Nunes having a bit re the reach and the reach advantage here, even leg reach. But so yeah, the, but you're right, the height she's got, she's got uh, only an inch. I'd argue yeah. it's probably more than an inch based off what we just saw. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now she might have been in high heels or something, mm -hmm. so there could have been a slight, uh, you know, obviously, um, with the with the way. Yeah, but. I mean, I think you and I are on the same page. I mean, uh, uh, my my reason is because, as you listeners know, I'm Mexican, and it would be nice. <laughs> it would be nice to have another Mexican uh, belt holder in the UFC, especially with the September 16th date they just announced. Uh, shout uh, shout out to our boy uh, Nolan King over at MMA Junkie for announcing announcing that a couple of days ago over um, that it's going to be at T-Mobile Arena September 16th. So it looks like. They're trying to fix the uh, mistakes they've been making with their Mexican champions. And if it's only underlined by Aldana winning this Saturday, I'm going to go nuts. What, what happened? We got a UFC on September 16th now? Oh, yeah. September is 16th. One, is that the one? In, that's not Boston, though, right? No, Boston is August. Okay. So September okay. 16th, uh, um, they just booked a... T-Mobile? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be T-Mobile. So, I mean, it looks like they're going to finally capitalize on that date and the Mexican fan, fan base in combat sports, which why wouldn't you? Because, I mean, not for nothing, all, all you know, boxing likes to put everything on Canelo and Canelo's with Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn likes to do things, you know, on, on outside of the U.S. So why wouldn't you? And I, I think it's finally, it, it took Mex the shout out to the Mexican media that goes to events. And, and ran that into Dana White's head to, to point out to the fact that you're messing up because you got all these Mexican strap holders and you're not doing anything with our fan base. And, you know, never mind going to Mexico, uh, which I've written about a bunch of times over at Miami MMA News. But um, if, if Aldana wins, it'll be literally like now you have to, like, you know, start recognizing. I mean, it's it's high time that 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 fan base that the the reputation of Mexican fighters have in boxing we're starting to we're, we're finally seeing it we've always seen it it's not like we haven't seen it but um there's a really good Miguel Torres documentary on YouTube by the way that I shared uh earlier this week um check out my Twitter feed because um 
feels like catching up with him now. I even shared it with Brandon Royval because he told us when he was on the podcast how much he liked Miguel Torres. It's a really good documentary. But all that to say is if Aldana wins, she's plus 265 based on the odds, too, on their website. So if you put money on Aldana and she wins, it's, it, there, there's a lot of good things coming. I mean, the guard doesn't change more than anywhere else in an MMA either, right? So, like, like everything you said, I noticed it, too. You know, I feel like Nunes is just, you know, it's it feels a little bit forced, like forced enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you, man. I, 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 I'm picking Aldana to win because I want her to win. I can't, I can't say, you know, for any other reason, you know, technique wise, other than the fact that I'm jumping on my, on the Mexican bandwagon because I'm Mexican. She throws hard, <laughs> straight punches. Mm-hmm. That's really all you. I mean, that's that. Uh, Nunes is a little bit more of a winger. Yeah. You know, um, more of like a cyborg style of, of big punches. So, but she's that- funny though because she'll she'll do she'll do that like what you just said. That was a perfect example because Nunes did that to cyborg. You know, like she will adjust her game, but she has to. We have to see the right version of her mm-hmm. do that. And everything we just saw, I mean, we're we're on definitely on the same page. Nice. Also, BKFC this Friday. So uh, that. And there's and a one UFC. fight night, I believe, on uh, one Amazon. fight night Amazon. Mm-hmm. Correct. Also, uh, both that's uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, and BKFC is also 8 p.m. Eastern. So that's your Friday night entertainment. PFL on right now, I think. Um, not, hard to tell though with uh, the 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 great bar advertising that they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have ESPN Plus, you could you're probably watching that instead of listening to this. But we will. You get this will always be. You know, up there for you to listen to on Spotify and YouTube and everywhere the hell else that we put this thing. Uh, We've so. kind of been like PFL bouncing around the last couple of weeks, though. So hopefully <laughs> we, uh, we get back to, to Wednesday yeah. nights and, and yeah. people can lock that back in. Um, until then, fans can check out the show on Twitter <laughs> at Combat Hour, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Edit. Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, Old Head Carb on Twitch. And as always, you can check out our podcast at allaccessmma.com. Check out allaccessmma.com for our video podcast, MMA stories, and the newest MMA news. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night, Ed, and uh, keep the lungs clean out there. Yeah, <laughs> mine. It's impossible with my asthmatic ass. <laughs>